Welcome back to the Speak Female podcast. In this episode, we're going to be talking about demystifying confidence. I'm joined by Tracy James, team and leadership and life and career coach from Bright Yellow Coaching, Samantha Harmon, who is a qualified personal style coach and magazine editor, Kim Gowan, Canadian living in the UK with a change management consultancy, and she is focused on co-creating employee-centric change journeys. And Charlotte Picker, Director of Business Operations at Zencargo. She's also an advocate, mentor and sponsor for women in tech and digital. Welcome, ladies, to the Speak Female podcast. And I'm going to dive straight in. So confidence, what does it even mean? And Tracy, I'm going to come to you first on that one. It's an interesting one. I think it's one of these things that's kind of morphed into something that it's not. And I, if you look at the, the dictionary definition, it's a belief that you can rely on, on someone or something. So you can have confidence that you can rely on it. Um, and therefore, it's a, in my view, it's a, it's a state, not a trait. So I think a lot of people have started to see confidence as something that some people have and some people don't. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a resource that some people therefore don't have to call on. And I, I, I don't think that's the case. So it is a belief and that belief um, is based on what you know about yourself or, you know, whoever it is that you're, uh, you're trying to have confidence in. Um, so yeah, that, that, that would be my definition of confidence. I don't know what everyone else's thoughts are. Yeah, Trace, you really like that state, not a trait. I've actually just jotted that down. Sam, can I come to you next on that? Yeah, I love what Tracy said. I think that confidence is actually, if you don't know what it is, it's a bit of a muddled term to get your head around. So if, for example, I use the word confidence in my marketing, I know that it's confusing to women. And actually, it's easier for me to explain it via actual events. So if I say to them, it's the difference between you turning up in a meeting and feeling really good and asking for the sale and, you know, feeling bad and not asking for the sale or not putting yourself out there. So I think conversations like this are great because we're kind of demystifying what it actually means to be confident. Yeah, I also really like that as well. It kind of feeds back into that state, not a trait. Um, Charlotte, I'll come to you next. Um, so again, I think what Tracy and Sam have said is, you know, absolutely spot on. I think the thing that a lot of people get hung up about is around imposter syndrome. And it's just this label that's floated around, which really personally, I just don't like, um, you know, confidence is something that we can all have and we can all learn. And it's not something that, you know, only some people have. And I think people get very hung up on the idea of, oh, I've got imposter syndrome, but then not really understand what what it is that's holding them back. Um, And so naturally, imposter syndrome comes up quite often whenever we're talking about about confidence. Yeah. Kim? Yeah, Tracy said it far more eloquently than I did, but I had jotted down that confidence is less about what you're born with and more about what you make of yourself. So state not a trait is a little a little more memorable, but I do think also that confidence is a choice that we we make, but it's how do we get to that point where we're confident to make the choice to be confident. Yeah, and just kind of feeding on from Charlotte, what you just said there about imposter syndrome, I too um, have this weird feeling with it because at times I go, oh, it's just my imposter syndrome. And then I'm like, how am I labeling myself with this? So I wanted to kind of ask the question, uh, sorry, Tracy. Yeah, I was just going to say that is, is one of my pet peeves, the, the 
um, the mistake of calling lack of confidence imposter syndrome because they are two completely different things. They're caused by different things. And actually the way you address them is the complete opposite. Um, and I, I don't know if it's worth going into it for, for the purpose of this, but you know, imposter syndrome is that belief that you don't deserve the success that you've had. So you are still being successful and success makes it even worse. Confidence is a belief that you cannot do what you're, you're trying to do, that you don't have the resource to do what you're trying to do, and therefore it holds you back. And it's one of those things that's really just become, um, yeah, a, a term that people are using incorrectly. And I, I think it's a bit damaging to how you can move forward from confidence. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. So how can we go about challenging assumptions around how someone shows up with confidence? And Charlotte, I'll come to you on that one. So I think uh, what's it really interesting, Sam and I have had this conversation previously, which is that there's two, there tends to be two kind of schools of thought. One is that, oh, she's massively confident. She's like bossy and, you know, arrogant and like all these horrible words that are only ever used for women and never used for men. Uh, and then conversely, if you're quiet, then you're assumed that you don't have any confidence at all. I can relate to the quiet part of that because I will listen a lot in a lot of meetings. I won't necessarily always be the loudest person in the room. Um, but that doesn't mean that I'm not confident. It's that I'm listening. I want to say something intentional and, and thoughtful. Um, and then I think that can sometimes be uh, kind of coined as, oh, she, she's not very confident. She's really shy or you know, she's introverted. Again, another word that I hate that people use when they're talking about confidence, which has nothing to do with confidence. Um, I, I don't know, Sam, whether you have any further thoughts on our conversation about this. Yeah, definitely. I think that, first of all, listening in a conversation is really important. And a lot of people actually have a conversation so they can say something and I always think that you should try and be the dumbest person in a room which is how I feel this morning <laughs> because then you're learning you're learning from people and that's really important but when it comes to the word confident in women I do think that there are challenges we have around what it means to be a confident woman and I found very much in my newspaper career that because I was a young woman in a world of middle-aged men that it was that kind of term was used very much against me it was confident equals bitch basically is what is what it was and it was just me asserting myself in exactly the same way that I saw men around me do but because I was a woman I had a lot of you know fear around if I sent an email I would think oh I'm gonna have to put some I'm so sorry that I'm asking you to do your job oh, don't worry I'll just do your job for you and I don't think that perhaps men in the same situation have those kind of fears around asking people to do their jobs. And Sam, I think that's a really good point, by the way, around the kind of the emails and the I'm so sorry, because actually since I've been doing Speak Female podcasts and since I've been having these conversations, I've actually changed myself in the way I kind of bring myself up to work and when I send emails. So I hope that the listeners also kind of have taken that learning, learning away. Tracy, I'm going to come to you. 
Yeah, I, I'm just building on what Sam's saying there. It's such a shame that there is a almost a perceived difference in what confidence means depending on your gender. And, you know, there's a it, it, there's an arrogance that comes with it when it's applied to a woman as, you know, it's, it's deaverish um, or it's non-feminine or an unattractive trait. Um, and and it, I think it's a shame because confidence can mean take no prisoners. It can mean unforgiving, unapologetic. But, you know, why is that? Why is that an issue for women um, and not for men? So I think it's something we have to be really careful about. And, and also about the different types of confidence. Quiet confidence is a very, very powerful confidence. It's one that, again, you wouldn't necessarily always associate with men, not to get kind of two men versus women, but you wouldn't always associate it. There is great power in that stillness in that receptiveness in that kind of groundedness that doesn't have to mean loud and noisy and the, and the, the biggest person in the room so yeah it's, it's interesting how we kind of have different um uh, different gender um connotations that we apply to the term um, and a shame really i think we need to find our own version of confidence and be confident to, to own that no matter what our gender yeah i also just when you were saying there about the being quiet and confident in my head so it means it's like quietly confident. And I guess that's where that term comes from. Kim. Yeah, I just want to pick up on what Charlotte was saying about being an introvert, because I am an introvert as well. So when I'm in meetings, it's not about, and as Tracy just said, it's not about being the loudest or coming across as the smartest in the room. There's a saying that that I'd heard um, some time ago that that has resonated with me. And it's about being focus on being interested rather than interesting. And for me, that's it. So if I'm with a group of people, I don't want to be the one talking about myself all the time because I don't think that that's confidence. I'd rather be confident in spending time learning more about the other person and being curious about the other person. So I just think, as Tracy said as well, you don't have to be the loudest and, and the brashest in a room to be confident. You can, you can still be within yourself, whether you choose to speak or not. That's where it comes back to. I think there's a choice about how you demonstrate and display that you are confident. I feel like there's a question and I'm not too sure how to ask it. So I'm just going to kind of spitball this question out around confidence and arrogance and the kind of fine line between it and actually kind of looping into what Charlotte and Sam were saying around, you know, if you're a confident woman, sometimes you can be seen as um, a bitch. And then actually what Kim was saying around how being interested instead of interesting I guess my kind of question that I'm trying to get out here is is there a fine line between confidence and arrogance I really want to say no that's what I really want to say absolutely not <laughs> um, and I, I think if we were a group of men talking about this it might not the question might not even come up I think that's my my gut instinct um I'm trying to think of the, the traits of arrogance to me feel damaging, they feel um, disrespectful of other people's needs, they feel unlearned, um, unopen, um, which are not things that have anything to do with, with confidence to me, I guess, uh, again, just off the top of my head, that's where I'm at, I kind of don't even think they're anywhere near. Yeah, thank you for that, Tracy. I think but one of the reasons why I'm perhaps asking that question is because I would say I'm an extrovert, confident woman. And actually, if I don't say something in a meeting, people think something's wrong because I'm not speaking up. Um, awkward slightly. But actually, I, I was once called arrogant years ago. And actually, I am i don't think I am arrogant. And, you know, people that know me would hopefully say the same that I'm not. Charlotte? 
I, th I think uh, it's interesting you say you've been called arrogant, Lucy, because it's a perception of arrogance rather than actually you being arrogant. And I'm not saying that you are, but what I mean by that is that um, when women are demonstrating that they're being confident, it's not that they're being confident. That's never the word that's used. The narrative is always, oh, they're arrogant, they're bossy. They love the sound of their own voice and it all the negative narrative that goes alongside it, not the positive reinforcing uh, na narrative that we would all love to hear. Mm. How can we change that, do you think? I think from my point of view, it's around surrounding yourself with really good allies. Uh, Lucy and I had this conversation fairly recently. I think uh, I, I personally have got some great male allies in, in the organisation I work in and previous organisations I've worked with um I also think you know um just general positive reinforcement of that I've got a number of uh women in teams I've got now and had previously they all say oh I struggle with with my with my confidence because I don't want to be arrogant but I, but I do want to have a, a voice in the room and I think it's about you know really that allyship for me is is really important thank you for um just entertaining my kind of curveball challenging question there uh, Tracy I, I was just thinking uh, thinking about um your comment around you know almost being seen as arrogant or or seen as unconfident if you're not if you're not saying something and I and I wonder whether it's this is harking back to the assumption that confidence means that you're always talking and you're you've got something to say because actually sometimes arrogance can be unconfident um it's it's dismissive it's defensive because you're worried that you don't know what you're talking about and someone who's more extroverted who um has perhaps more defensive tendencies can come across as arrogant when they're trying to defend a position that they're not confident about which is interesting whereas actually we're, we're we're making the assumption therefore that if you're quiet you're not and if you're loud that that you are so I think I think there's something that we need to check ourselves on there because actually you can get people who are super super quiet and actually that's seen as uh, a sign of executive presence for example um you know you don't have to be talking to be confident you can be the most confident the most powerful person in the room and not say a word I I really like that Tracy and I think going forwards maybe I'll have change my kind of screen name as I don't have to be talking to be confident <laughs> to, to have an opinion um I wanted to to ask a question and Sam if it's okay I wanted to ask you around the work that you do and how does the kind of word confidence come up with in the clients that you work with so the word confidence actually is not really used that often because it's a kind of term that people perhaps don't understand. And that's why this conversation is so good because it gives people that kind of understanding of actually what it means. But I think um, it comes up in this way, for example, if I say to a woman, she's got this lovely dress and uh, she doesn't wanna, she's not wearing it. And I'll say, why aren't you wearing the dress? And she will say, because you know, everyone will be, everyone will look at me and they'll, they'll look at me and think, who does she think she is? That is a phrase that constantly comes up. Who does she think she is? And what I always try and tell women is that other people's opinions of you aren't really about you. And I think it's a really good life lesson to have about yourself that when you have an opinion about someone or, you know, something about someone jars with you where you feel jealous or you feel envy or any of those emotions, it's not about that person. It's actually telling you something about yourself and I always say to them, you know, your feelings and how you feel in yourself and your life are 
the most important thing. And nine times out of 10, when you wear that dress and another woman is looking at you, she's not thinking, who does she think she is? She's thinking, wow, she looks amazing. I love that. I'm, you know, that's given me the confidence, <laughs> the confidence to go and wear the lovely dress that I've got hanging on worn in my wardrobe too. Sam, I really like that. And, and I think I've said this to you before, but since I started following you on Instagram and you talking about those types of things, I've definitely seen kind of only my own image. I felt more confident in showing up in like brighter colors and wearing that dress. And even if it does feel a bit tighter, like I only, I'm the only one that thinks it's tight. If I ask like my partner, I was like, oh, do you think it looks a bit tight? He's like, I can't even see anything. Like stop going on about it. So kind of leading on from that then, I wanted to ask around how do we build our confidence how do we build confidence Charlotte can I come to you first on that one please yeah sure so I think uh, a little bit on what I've already touched on which is surrounding yourself by uh, great allies and really more broader than that it's about your network and having that sounding board and you know people that you uh, connect really well with will help to build that that confidence because for me, I talk about women supporting women all the time. And so for me, I try and surround myself with as many interesting uh, women as possible so I can leverage experience from them, which in turn builds my confidence. And I think that that's the first thing. And then I think the second piece is really, you know, is constantly learning. For me, that's what I would say, like learning, curiosity, you know, building out uh, what you already know, just it, it builds on that foundation. And I think that makes you become more confident. Uh, and then, of course, you know, when people are telling you you're doing a great job and having good feedback, you know, celebrating those successes, it's really, really important. It's something I talk about a lot when I'm doing my mentoring with women in tech is, you know, don't forget to celebrate those successes because that's what that's what you come back to. And that's really, you know, a, a good basis for for getting some confidence. Absolutely love that. And I've just jotted that down. Celebrate those successes. Sam, can I come to you next? I think building on what Charlotte said, it's definitely about kind of staying in your own lane, surrounding yourself with people that are going to build you up and being grateful to have those people in your life, you know, an amazing supportive network of women and men who will build up, build up your confidence, but also staying in your own lane in terms of doing what feels right for you and I think with social media it's so easy to get into this scroll hole of everyone's doing so much better than me my life sucks I'm awful it's about being able to stop doing that and just concentrate on you and really kind of looking inward rather than always looking outward at the rest of the world because sometimes what you see on social media is there to make you feel that way you know social media is a is a sales platform that's what a lot of people don't understand about platforms like instagram it's a sales platform and it is made to make you feel bad about yourself so it's really important if you feel that way to step away from it and send to yourself and listen to what's going on inside you and not outside really love that sam almost kind of saying there, don't fall into that social media trap uh, Kim, I think all that we're talking about now, it, it turns for me from confidence to a foundation of self-worth. So when we talk about um, 
wanting praise and others to tell us we're doing a good job. That's kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's where we're on this treadmill and we only feel confident or good about ourselves if someone else tells us we're doing good. So I think for me, a foundation for, con for confidence is to start with the foundation of self-worth, which is an inherent belief in yourself that you are good and you are worthy as you are from a position of kind of unconditional friendship with yourself. So I think we have to believe that we're worthy today. We don't have to do worthy things to be, to have self-worth. So that belief in ourself and knowing that we are good today, I think is really important. And if we can start to believe in ourselves and know when we've done a good job and feel good about that. If someone else tells us we've done a great job, that's great. It's nice on top of it, but we've got to believe it ourselves. And I think in, in corporate world, especially as you move up in an organization, the higher you get, the less recognition you get from others. People don't tell you you're doing a good job. You don't expect it. So if you don't get if you don't start to believe that you're good as you are, it's going to be pretty lonely as you move up. So I think that for me, um, it starts with believing that who you are is enough. And then it comes down to that choice. You can, you can choose to do more if you want to, but build it upon your, a sense of your own achievements and not waiting for praise from others. Yeah. Kim, I'd love it when you talk about self-worth and, and I think that's pretty life-changing for some people as well. Tracy. Yeah, and, and just building on that, the, the amount of times I hear, when I have done this, I'll feel confident. When I've got to this level or achieved X, and it's almost a bit it's almost a bit passive actually I think confidence isn't just something that some people are bestowed and others aren't it, can, it takes work you know you, you've got to do an element of cognitive reappraisal you've got to learn how to really assess uh, yourself and situations you've got to collect your strengths and note your strengths and not just look at situations and pick out the things you didn't do well or you weren't good at um, so it, it takes some focus and coming back to on a regular basis and things like journaling um, or reflection time just to say you know what am I proud of this month what did I learn this month what what skill have I got that I didn't have last month that I can add into my bag of resources to build up my belief that I can rely on myself in these situations and particularly important if you're in a uh, you know a business setting where you're you're trying to develop your career you are going to be growing and learning on a regular basis and checking in to, to just recalibrate on what the things you're adding into um, your skill pot is, is a really important way of kind of grounding in them. Yeah, thank you, Tracy. And I really like the what you just said there around. I think everyone can resonate with uh, when I've just done this, then I'll. So what I kind of got from that as well was around the journaling. And I'm linking that almost to what Charlotte said around celebrate your successes, but journal, mm. journal those successes as well. So my kind of next question onto it is that when you started to build that confidence up, how do you maintain confidence? Sam, I'll come to you on that one first. I think it's constant. It's constant work. And it's knowing that you are never going to be the complete, you know, kind of a bit like Tracy was saying, people always use the future as when I, when I have this, then I will feel this. And actually the right way around is that you need to be the thing to do the thing to then have the thing. A lot of people think that it's the opposite way around and the journey and the process is the important part. And, you know, 
actually always going to be a work in progress and it's about remembering that and remembering that sometimes you will have bad days where you will feel you know not good and in those moments is about journaling reflection and being kind to yourself yeah I like that kind to yourself Tracy I think there's a contextual element to it as well because again just going back to it not being a a trait you can feel super confident one day in one situation and then you can be in a different situation and and have have a lack of confidence I think working on noticing where am I feeling in flow where am I feeling confident and working on that you know addressing the areas and and inquiring with yourself what is it why do I feel unprepared here why don't I believe in myself here am I missing a skill you know is there a legitimate reason I I was working with a client uh, last week who kind of sidestepped from one kind of skill set into another in a very senior role and hadn't moved up through the ranks and actually learned their trade and they were feeling really unconfident about their skills and it was rightly so because they actually didn't know a lot about what they were doing so they've gone back and done some training to learn the technical skill of what it was they were heading up and that they're feeling much more confident as a result of, of kind of going through that process I think it's important to check in on those bits where we don't and don't just go I'm not confident across the board it's ah I've got these pockets these areas what can I do about that Charlotte I just want to add to something that Tracy said which is for for me it's about understanding what those triggers are so um again when I've been mentoring on this subject with various people one of the things you talk about is the the three whys so why don't you feel confident and then you start to peel away but so why do you feel like that and so a recent example I have is a a lady I was working with it, it turned out that what she didn't like is is not being able to navigate ambiguity and so then we were able to kind of really build on that and as Tracy said there are pockets and that blanket statement of I lack confidence this bit for me though when you go into those kind of next three or five whys which however many you need you identify what those triggers are and that's where you kind of hone in and kind of work on that and then I think the other thing I was going to add was around a bit around resilience. So um, I think there's a lot of crossover and similarity between uh, people who say that they talk about they lack confidence um, and building your resilience can really help you to become more confident. And it, for me, ties into a number of things. One is around reframing the, na- the negative narrative. We all tell ourselves or to Sam's point that social media tells us we have that awful comparison in our mind. Um, and then the second part is around kind of building uh, and kind of stepping out of our comfort zone because everybody likes to be in that kind of safe space. Um, and then kind of something I touched on earlier, which was around sort of learning new skills. And then finally, you know, really going back to, to what the others have said around journaling and celebrating success. I think building your resilience also really helps with building your confidence. And for me, the two kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, I really like what you just said there about the three whys as well, by the way. Um, Kim? Yeah, for me, I think confidence is linked to doing and it's not letting your doubts kind of consume you. And as Charlotte just said, getting out of your comfort zone to do the hard things. So, I mean, at the beginning of this podcast, I had said to all of you, I feel less confident doing this podcast on confidence. And if I think back to 10 days ago, I'd never done a podcast didn't want to do a podcast, but it was something from a conversation that I'd had with Charlotte and a few other, um, a few others around 
how they push their mentees to just say yes to things that they don't necessarily want to do. So I said yes to not one, not two, but four podcasts. So go big or go home. And I have to say that confidence I had in doing this certainly grew over that period of time. So I think you just have to, as Brené Brown says, kind of step into the ring. And what's the worst that's going to happen? The worst that's going to happen in this situation, Lucy, you're just going to, you know, edit me out, not the end (laughs) of the world. So I, I think the confidence you can only, if it's a choice that we have to do it, you have to practice it and you have to be prepared to fail. And that's the resilience piece that comes in. But it's the more you do it, the easier it does become. Kim, I would never edit you out. Just so you know, I'd never edit anyone out. So to wrap up this podcast today, I tend to ask the the kind of guests I have is around kind of having a toolbox around how we could develop the, the subject that we're talking about. So how we could develop our confident muscle. And I think we've already discussed quite a few things around, you know, celebrating those successes, the self-worth, the journaling, the three whys, um, you can all tell that I've jotted some notes down here, can't you? And I wanted to kind of ask and go around you all around, you know, what resources, so if we're going to have a toolbox, what resources, people, books, podcasts, obviously other than the Speak Female podcast, um, could our listeners kind of take away from this other than our obviously rich conversation, but take away from this podcast today? Kim, I'll start with you. Yeah, there's a book actually that I would recommend called The Confidence Code by Caddy Kay and Claire Shipman, which I thought was an easy read, um, not too scientific, just some practical tips around confidence and how to build that self-assurance and self-worth. So I would recommend The Confidence Code. Uh, Tracy? I would recommend just cutting out the word confidence from your vocabulary because I think it has become uh, a bit of an excuse for not inquiring deeper as to what's actually going on. So instead of saying I don't have the confidence to identify what it is you don't have to do that, um, whether it's the skill or the belief in yourself or the want maybe or the help uh, or the support. Um, So yeah, just cutting it completely and getting rid of that, oh, I don't have it trait thing and challenging yourself to really inquire would be my advice yeah really like that kind of cutting that I'm going to do that that's my action to take away for the rest of this (laughs) month so thank you uh Sam can I come to you next please honestly I think that sometimes what is blocking you is something a lot deeper than saying I'm not confident and actually to Charlotte's point about asking the whys I personally think that working with a coach or a therapist is hugely helpful. I've done that. And what I found was that I had a lot of stuff, you know, in very deep in my soul that I'd forgotten about that had happened to me kind of as a child when I was told, you know, you're not good enough or you're too loud or girls don't do this. All that, all that stuff was coming up for me and actually being able to work with someone to release it was pretty much the best thing I've ever done and I know that a lot of women don't feel give the same word again confident enough to actually make the investment and it's really scary and terrifying to put that money down because you're not putting the money into the coach or the therapist you're putting the money into yourself you're investing in yourself and you're saying to the universe 
I am going to change. Like I'm ready for this. I'm ready to confront these things and get uncomfortable. And your ego tries to stop you from doing that. But honestly, making those investments in in myself is the best thing that I've ever done. And I feel like a completely different person now when I look back and before, although I'd got really far in my newspaper and journalism career, and that's great, a lot of the time I did feel like I was faking it. And it felt very much like I was putting on this persona of someone who would who was doing the things. And now I feel just very confident in who I am as a person. And so investing in yourself that way. Yeah. Hit up one of these incredible coaches. That's what I, that's my advice. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And Charlotte. I mean, absolutely agree with what Sam just said, hundred percent. And I also think it extends to men as well as women for sure. Um, The two resources I would recommend. So neither one of them specifically about confidence, but the first one is around courageous female leadership and it's a a book called dig your heels in by joan cool so it's quite an american read but i it does cover some of the topics that we talked about and i think being a courageous female leader is is, you know it's a huge skill in itself and i try to do that myself Um, and then the second one which might not be a surprise is uh quiet by susan kane um again this is addressing uh women who are quiet in the workplace and you know how listening is is hugely important Fantastic. I've got some book recommendations there. Um, investing in yourself, coaching, um, cutting out the word confidence and, you know, doing that deeper dive, maybe using those kind of three wives, what wives, wives <laughs> to figure out, you know, what it, what the actual issue is. And I also have a couple of book recommendations as well. If you are um, a millennial and you're quite new to the kind of working world, there's a book called Power Moves. Um, and there are some other books as well. That I'm, I'm a person that ha- reads so many different books. So what I would do is I would get all the book recommendations from the guests today and I'll add my own as well. And then just check out the show notes and you can find all of our contact details as well as all of the resources that we've been talking about, including the books and any podcasts and worksheets, etc. And yeah, thank you everyone for this really enriching empowering conversation today and being a guest on speak female thank you for tuning in to the speak female podcast i've been your host lucy grimwade check out the show notes where you will find contact details for the panelists that have been on this episode today make sure you subscribe to the podcast and share across your networks the more people we can reach the better And I will leave you with this. Be curious, be kind, and be the change you want to see in the world. Speak female soon.